for the repeat, but they are gonna I wasn't even ready yet. So, so what? Do I just insert a hot take here or something? My team! LeBron James and the Cleveland Cavaliers are going to repeat, but they are going to play the Knicks in the Eastern Conference Championship, and the Jets are going to be in the Super Bowl. You don't get much hot take in that. My team! Take that, take that, take that. My team! Brooklyn style, baby! Brooklyn And welcome back to another edition of the Mighty Sports Podcast. I am your host, the one and only Tyler T. Taylor. It is a wonderful day here in South Florida. It's 87 degrees. We get to talk about NFL Week 1. We get to take a peek into Week 2. We get to finally, I know I've been, te- I've been teasing you with this for like a month now. We finally get to talk about my Mount Hatemore. And there's a state of emergency. And more. But you know what I say, regardless of that time and regardless of the rubber, it is always a good time to talk some sports. So, wow! Let's start talking. Back at it like a sports fanatic. Woo! Listen, I'm happy. Like, like, listen, if you're not ha- if you're not happy right now, I don't know what's wrong with you because I'm happy. And you know the reason I'm happy. Number one, at first and foremost, is that we have football back. Even though, listen, listen, the basketball fan in me is itching, feeling like I'm scratching at my neck right now, looking like Pookie from, 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 which one was Pookie? From, 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 ah, let's just continue. Little bit here scratching, looking like Pookie for basketball. But until then, until then, I don't have to worry about, about struggling to watch a baseball game anymore. We, we get live action, like, grown-ass men Hitting grown ass men with everything they got, trying to just put a pounding on each other. Pause. No homo. Right? And if if you if you've watched this weekend, there's so far like this this weekend's almost had like a, 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 a like two themes. It's either been close calls or it's been get the fuck out of bounds, you dumbass. And if you know what I'm talking about. Then you already know because listen, there's only two sets of fans out there that is over there that can relate to what I'm saying. So let's start with the successful one, Detroit versus Indy, and I can't I can't remember what I picked for this game, but all I know is that it basically ended up being a shootout, and as we see Math, our Matthew Stafford marching down the field, marching down the field. Right? He's, like, he's doing what Matthew Stafford does. Regardless if he has Megatron or not. Regardless if he has that dude. Like, he still does his thing. And he's slinging the ball like the gunslinger that he is. Over the hand. Under the hand. Through the hand. Under the feet. Over the head. You know what I'm saying? And then we come down to the wire. And he's trying to make that game winning drive. You know what I mean? Like, 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 like good franchises do at the end. You know? They, make, they, they go down the end of, the, uh, at the end of games and they make game winning drives. You know what I mean? Like, the iffy teams, they falter here, and the good teams, is usually, this is usually where they're successful. 
Right? I'm not saying that Detroit is going to be a successful team. I'm just saying this is normally where teams are successful. So he comes down, and he gets the drive, and all of a sudden, gets it to the receiver's hand, and the receiver doesn't got to bounce. But it doesn't, but, I'm sorry, this is before I back up against the receiver. First, his tight end doesn't got to bounce, against got to bounce, probably doesn't line up properly, and then, he, and then his wide receiver doesn't got to bounce. So he's over there, like, literally back-to-back plays. One, he's balking on Ebron, and the next play, he's balking on the wide receiver. And if I knew who the wide receiver's name is, I probably would tell you at this point in time, I don't know who the wide receiver's name is, so we're going to go into that. Hope you caught all that. But fortunately for Matthew Stafford and the Detroit Lions, they had enough time to get the ball positioned and get it down, to get the field goal up, to get it through the uprights, and bada bing, bada boom, Willis, guys in the room, how you doing? They get the W. My team. Right, that's, that's that's like the changing of the that's like the changing of the of the Batman movies. You remember the old Batman sitcom when you used to get that little noise when you changing scenes? Yeah, I think I just threw that in there right there real quick. You're welcome. So here we are now. Not so not only that. So here we are, same situation. And now we have the New York Giants versus the Dallas Cowboys. And I do have um. What's his name? Des Bryant on my fantasy football team. And, and I know, listen, we're not going to go in here and talk way too, too much about fantasy. You know what I mean? But listen, it's fantasy season as well. That's, that's the part about, about football too. Is that it also brings out the... It brings out the fantasy side of it. And I think football more than anything really captures that fantasy spot. But we're not going to get too sidetracked on that either. So we get New York Giants versus the Dallas Cowboys, and the Dallas Cowboys are at home, right? They're in the, the billion-dollar stadium, you know, with the retractable roof and the star in the middle and the lights and the, and, and, and the cameras and the action and the 100,000 seat in that, that, that it seats or however many it seats, right? You know, where he can sell standing room and, 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 it, and it be sufficient. So same thing happens here. New York Giants and the Dallas Cowboys go into a shootout, surprisingly a shootout with the rookie quarterback. Even more surprising that it's a shootout because Des fucking Bryant had one catch all game. All game, Des Bryant, one catch. Sorry, I apologize. I apologize. That, that's, the, that's the fantasy. That's, that's the fantasy fan coming out in me. But Des Bryant had one catch all game. So the fact that it was a shootout makes it even more surprising because you're figuring, who's he getting the ball to? Ezekiel Elliott? No, Ezekiel Elliott was bottled up. Ezekiel Elliott couldn't get out. I think Ezekiel Elliott barely, um, barely, but he, I think he believe he did, but barely crossed 50 yards. He barely put up 50 yards for the, um, for that game. So the fact that it was a shootout was a little surprising. But what was nice to see was your boy, not me, but you're a Giants fan. You know who you guys are, the Jacks and the Vinnies out there, the Nats, right? If you're a Giants fan, it was good to see Victor Cruz come back, play a whole entire game, but also, no, 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 I'm sorry, not but also, not quite yet, play an entire game, catch a touchdown pass, and also do his dance, watch him do his dance like, ah, 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 suavemente. Yes, <laughs> I, I took it there. So, so that was good to see Victor Cruz come through 
and catch a touchdown. A late touchdown in the game that put the Giants up. So now here comes Prescott and the Dallas Cowboys. And they're marching. And they're marching. And they're marching up the field. And they're getting very, very close to field goal position. Until Prescott slings the ball over to the right. It's caught by Williams. Williams catches the ball. He runs up field. And he runs to the middle of the field. Doesn't go to get out of bounds. We're talking like six seconds left here, folks. We're talking the final ten seconds of the game. He doesn't even make an attempt to get out of bounds. He runs to the middle of the field. Like you've probably already heard this to nausea already. But for the few that haven't, this is news to you, so here you go. So he doesn't get out of bounds. So now the Cowboys kicking team or special teams is rushing to get onto the field. And they do not get the ball off in time to get an attempt at a field goal. All because one player caught a brain fart. And listen, not, 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 I'm not going to lie to you. Normally, 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 this is probably where I would give them that, that, that Doughboy Award. But I'm being a little lenient. It is week one. And listen, I've seen the Patriots look beatable. Completely beatable for the first four weeks of an NFL season. Eke out some wins and then go out to basically win, like, only lose, like, one more game the rest of the season. So I'm just saying, I'm not going to be too hard on teams for, like, these first two, three games. By game four, yeah. But these first two, three, eh, I think I'm going to let up just a little bit. Am I getting soft? No, 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 no. Like I said, like, I, I'm, I'm judging it based off of Belichick. Because, listen, as much as I hate Belichick, and I, and I do hate me some Belichick. Hint, hint. Wink, wink. Right? <laughs> I gotta respect, kind of, sort of, admire slightly what the man is doing. When he's doing what he's doing, what you're doing to them. Right? So, the Dallas Cowboys basically fail where, Detroit, where the Detroit Lions and Matthew Stafford succeed at. But once again, like I said, this is a, you're talking about a rookie, a rookie running back, 50 something yards. A rookie quarterback, just, you know, just basically, he, he, I can see he got exposed, but he had his best weapon taken away from him. They, like, they bottled up Dez and took him away. Now, listen, the Cowboys go to Washington for another rivalry game next week. Let's see what happens there, because, listen, Dez, I'm going to keep you in that starting lineup for one more week, and we're going to see what happens. But if you don't perform, then I'm putting you on the trade block. So is anybody in my fantasy football league that's listening to this? If Dez Bryant doesn't perform in week two, he's going on the trade block in week three. I'm just saying. Just saying. Right, so then week, so week one, as I said, like, it had a mixture of what is get the fuck out of bounds, but also close calls. And wait, <laughs> with close calls and, and I guess what you call them missed opportunities, or basically the entire AFC East. Like, they're, they're, the entire AFC East games were missed opportunities, basically. So, let's go at a tippity, the tippity top of all my people, right? The Jets, the mother freaking Jets, the J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, mother freaking Jets, playing in Arizona, has Arizona on the ropes, sorry, not Arizona, I apologize, jump the gun, 
slightly. The New York Jets. They faltered. Holy crap. This is probably on Cincinnati. There we go. They felt they fall to Cincinnati. And the same Cincinnati that's had the same head coach for the last ten years, the same Cincinnati that's been building a cohesive unit. The same Cincinnati you heard me talk about sometime early in last season or late last season. About and you've heard me mention this. Cincinnati for the team that, that, that gets so much heat for not getting past the first round of the playoffs, at least for the last like five years or so they've consistently made the playoffs. The Jets haven't been that. So they get beat by a team that technically that, that people thought that if they would have matched up with them late last year that they would have that they would have beaten, you know, given how things played out in the in the playoffs. So here was a perfect opportunity. Um them missing a couple of pieces from last year, some 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 that, some really good weapons from last year, really only having AJ Green, and AJ Green lit up Darrell Reeves and our secondary. And not for nothing, unless you understand, like that's, that's the same way that I'm not gonna blame so much Des Bryant for only coming up with one catch because I know because of what the defense did. I'm also not gonna not gonna blame Darrell Rivas for all the yards that AJ Green put up because of what our defense because of what our defense didn't do because they could have bracketed AJ Green the same exact way they um that that Des Bryant was bracketed and bottled up, but they didn't decide, decide to do that. They put him alone on Rivas Island, and a couple of times there was some miscommunication. And listen, if you, if you don't got communi communication, is key. If you don't have communication, then you're gonna fail. So, they give a big play after 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 big play. Till eventually, it was just over. But not, I mean, not over in the sense that it was just the end of the game. Over in the sense that, in Jets fashion, Matthew, um, Frank, um, Ryan Fitz, Fitzpatrick marches all the way downfield. Gets us within field goal range, and the kick doesn't come in, and the, and the snap doesn't come in cleanly. The kick is far left. We lose that game, twenty-three to twenty-two. Missed opportunity. The New England Patriots going to Arizona. A New England Patriots team that doesn't have Tom Brady, that didn't have Ron Gronkowski, and they lose twenty-three twenty-one. Missed opportunity. The Buffalo Bills went into not Oakland. I believe they went into Oakland. But they go into Oakland. It's not, nah, not Oakland. Who did Buffalo play? But Buffalo also threw an easy game. Buffalo didn't play Oakland. Something is best up there. Because Oakland played New Orleans. I remember that one vividly. Listen, I have my stats people that's feeding me bad info. So while we sit here and we decide to figure out who Buffalo played, we're going to go to a quick commercial. And when we come back, we're going we're gonna to talk some more football. But also, 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 like I said, there's a state right now that's singing the blues. And we're going to talk about that state and more when we come back. The Mighty Sports Podcast going live on MixLR. And also on SoundCloud and TuneIn Radio. Army 
Reserve soldiers use their skills to make the Army even more capable and gain the tools to make themselves even more successful. Learn how at GoArmyReserve.com And we are back with the Mighty Sports Podcast. Thank you for listening. I am your host once again and still telling T. Taylor. So, as we talk about the missed opportunities, the missed opportunities, the missed opportunities, even Miami, even Miami missed a great opportunity as they go into Seattle. And Seattle is having a putrid game. Horrible, mate. This is still Seattle we're talking about now. And and the thing about it, what you what you see the theme here is that the good teams won. The good teams that that, that should win found a way to win, and the bad teams that that that, that either struggle or the or the or the or the middle of the road teams that have a that have a problem, have a problem finishing. They all struggled. Jets, Buffalo, Miami, like all struggled. All of them, at some point in time, had an opportunity to come out of Week One with a win. Right? As Buffalo took on the Baltimore Ravens. Right? They they all had an opportunity to come out to come out there with a win. But something within their own makeup, their own hiccup, their own doing caused every single last one of them to lose. Now the surprising one is that Arizona faltered against New England. So in a week where everybody is looking Everybody in the AFC East, I think, I think, was looking at they should be able to get a get at least a victory while New England takes a loss, so they can at least start up a leg up on them. The opposite thing happened. It's like Tom Brady never freaking left. New England still won one, and Miami, the Jets, and Buffalo all lost their home opener. Well, the first game of the season, I should say. So, as we talk about a state that's singing the blues, right? As, as if you if you've been aware of what's been going on lately, there's, there's there's been a lot of turmoil through a lot of different states, and none more so odd for once. And, and for once, it's not South Florida. For once, it's not Florida. So let me put that out there. For once, it is not Florida. Doesn't mean that Florida it doesn't have its issues. It just isn't made news yet or propped up on my radar. At least sports wise, sports wise, sports wise. So then. The Car- so Car- the Carolinas, the Carolinas are like basically the Carolinas are what they are. The Carolina Blues, They're, the Carolinas are singing the blues right now. And it started at the beginning of the year, to be honest with you, when their fifteen and one Carolina Panthers made it to the Super Bowl and got completely embarrassed <laughs> in the Super Bowl by the Denver Broncos. Cam Newton, you know, was 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 picked was painted in in a, in a bad light after that for his pouting and not wanting to hear interviews. You know, so for the state of Carolina kind of started off bad, and then we hear this weird story pop out of nowhere, and you may still understand where this is going. That the NBA is pulling their All Star game out of North Carolina. Yeah, I don't know if you know, but yeah, this, this did happen. Now we fast forward a little bit more. Now we hear that the NCAA is pulling in about three to five tournaments out of North Carolina. And this is all due to their to their 
sexuality views and bathrooms and, and basically the sexual discrimination laws that they, that they have recently posed. So right now what was basically happening for a state of Carolina that I would assume depends heavy on generating sports revenue for its city and its town. Like listen, and listen, you're talking about somebody that's well, that's well, that's very familiar with the Carolinas. Like I used to live in North Carolina. I'm sorry, I used to live in South Carolina, Chester, South Carolina. I was stationed in North Carolina. I was stationed in South Carolina. I used to work at the at the theme park that bordered North End, South Carolina, Paramount Carowinds. Well, you know, so you know, what I mean, like I used to love the first Friday of every single month going to Freaky Friday in Raleigh and, and, and seeing the car show. But what's going on in Carolina lately like, is, is, is just bewildering. And now we get this guy Dabo Sweeney, right? Mr. Dab, 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 Sweeney. And Mr. Sweeney, right, basically he hops on the mic. And for a lack of a better, a better terms, he basically goes on the, hops on the mic and says, he basically hops on the mic and says, You niggas should just be happy you have rights. Like, that's basically what he said, like, go, go, go find a Dabo Sweeney interview. Right? And, and, he basically, and basically, he does the, he does the, it's okay for me to say this because I'm, a, I'm, I'm constantly affiliated with black people kind of justice. Oh, there's black, we allow black people in our church. We allow mixed, we, we, you know what I mean? We, we, we allow mixed, mixed weddings in my, in my state. Or my, or my city. We... You know, I, I, you know, he, I, I, you know, I, I allowed a court, I, I allowed a, a black quarterback to start for me. I mean, we have a black president that actually made it for two terms, because like that's un, like that's uncommon for most presidents to make it to two terms, and that's pretty common. So this is what Dabo Sweeney said, and basically it sounds like, like I said, you niggas should be like you niggas should be happy that you have rights. Like it could be worse. Like you could have, you could, you could still have no rights, and. That is a completely wrong approach to the thing, cause, and uh, man, I, and so, <laughs> and and before before I even go off on this tandem, right? And he says this, and and his interview. Listen to the interview, and he gets this random clapper, this random lone clapper. That is just that 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 honestly, like he like he almost sounds like he's ready, he's getting ready to give him a standing ovation, as if. He made this grand gesture. This guy, Ron Scarborough. He's a writer of 20 plus years, right? Um, he does, he either, he either works for, does um, either calls or writes for writes about Clemson, um, Georgia, Birmingham, Alabama's th a team. And he's also a radio person. He has his own radio show. So he has a voice. He definitely has a voice that, 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 that gets out to people. And, and oh, I heard him talk. And that voice is heavily southern. It's Bible thumping. It's all through it. He said it. When Dabo Sweeney said that, he wanted to run to his car and go grab his Bible because it sounded like he was in church. This is what the church sounds like in Carolina or in, Alab or in Alabama or wherever this guy Ron Scarborough goes to. And Dabo Sweeney sounds like the preacher of his church. You niggas should be happy you have rights.
I'm just saying. You guys can call him Ron. I'm going to call him Sasso. As I've done with every single person that I have no name Ron. As we didn't even finish getting through all of the week one games. <laughs> but we'll, still, we'll, we'll get through the rest of them. So, this, this is what he does. And, and, and all of this is coming out of one state. One state and one state alone. Great state of Carolina. And, 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 I'm, and I'm flabbergasted. I ain't I'm flabbergasted. Like, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a little taken back. I, I ain't, I'm not surprised. Like, just like, because just like what, what, I, what I've constantly been getting back. Like, people keep asking, oh, like all the people that keep protesting, what are you going to do to fix it? What are you going to do now to fix it? What are you going to do now to fix it? I, I, I do, like, it's so funny when people keep asking that. Like, oh, because they make it seem like this hasn't been a 400-year-old problem. That all of a sudden they want to know how we are going to fix it after three weeks. And, 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 and let me get something clear. Because I heard somebody say this. And it's probably one of the most articulate things I've heard. And I, and I don't, don't want to misconstrue these words. And I, I think it was said by Michael Smith or whatever. He says, asking the oppressed to find a solution implies shared responsibility for the problem. Let me repeat that. Asking the oppressed... To find a solution implies shared responsibility for the problem. So I, so I keep hearing all of the minus, and, and I know it's about the second week I'm probably going to go into this Kaepernick thing, because it hasn't gone away. And, 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 and you saw what happened on 9-11, right? And we see all the people that started talking about, oh, it's disrespectful to the troops, and it's disrespectful to this, and it's disrespectful to that. Well, let me tell you what I did. I decided to have a forum with all of my troops, right? And I'm not gonna lie to you, 99% of them, maybe, maybe 95. There's a few I wasn't able to get to, but I've seen their views. So I'm gonna, get, so I'm gonna give it maybe 95. 95% of them are 100% okay with the kneeling and the not sitting for the national anthem because they perfectly understand the atrocities that are going on in this country and the fact that there is a light that needs to be shone upon it because not because once again we are all soldiers and what we do is that we go out there and we fight atrocities wherever they are at whether foreign or domestic so when you say that oh they offended, they offended the troops no 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 they're not offending the troops when you say that they all, oh, they need to show some respect for 9-11, no, no, no. See, this is once again the problem here. Is that what, what you're asking for is for them to put on a false sense of reality. And for who? Because when these people that were in power were abusing their power, were committing these atrocities, were shooting unarmed men, were sicking dogs on people, were sicking hoses on people, you know, you understand? Digging up burial grounds, not, not, not allowing people the right to vote. You understand when this was happening, they didn't care if it was day afternoon or night. They didn't care if it was February 14th, June, June 19th. They didn't care if it was September 11th or December 25th. They didn't care what time of day or when it was when they committed atrocities. So, there is no proper time or day that you can say is right for these atrocities to be fought because they are happening 24-7. So I ask you again, if you're offended, if you all you are is offended on when they did it and on what day they, they did it, if all you are offended is that they should have showed more respect in front of the flag on on nine eleven, where you have your own when, when, 
on 9-11, you understand? Then basically all you're asking them to do is to show a false sense of reality. Who's the facade for? All you're doing is asking them to show a false sense of reality for somebody. Who? So you see, what goes on here is that if you keep if you keep bringing up things that has, if you keep bringing up topics and subjects that has nothing to do with the problem, the issues that are going on, then basically what you're, what you're, what you're doing is you're helping not only, not only disguise the problem, you're helping, you're helping throw shame into the problem, you're, 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 helping, you're helping the people that, 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 that want to brush this under the rug throw up a bigger smoke screen than what it is because all these are smoke screen topics to a bigger issue. They have nothing to do with the issues. Mm -hmm. Because if there weren't, if there wasn't a problem going on in America now, somebody wouldn't feel the, the somebody wouldn't feel it necessary to kneel during the national anthem on 9-11. You have to understand these are these are these like these are cause and effects here. Like we learned this in third grade. We were eight. For a couple of you that may have been that that that, that may have fell in that, you know, depending on where you fell for your age limit or your or your bracket or how it works, you were as early as seven and as old as nine. Or as young as seven and as old as nine, but on average you were eight. And we learned cause cause and effect. So to to completely all of a sudden ignore what caused this effect for the kneeling of the national anthem, you are basically helping with the problem. Directly or indirectly, because some of you may not be doing it personally, and, and I know some of you personally, and I and, I, and I've been there with you, and I, and I know your heart. You're not doing, it, but watch on what you do indirectly, because you are helping the people that want to continue abuse their power, throw this underneath the rug, and keep on abusing their power. We are gonna take this moment to go on a break. When we come back, we are gonna finish talking about week one. We're gonna get into week two, and yes, we may finally get into my Mount Rushmore of hate. My mouth hate more. That and more on the Mighty Sports Podcast. Going live right now on MixLR. Later on today on SoundCloud. And tomorrow on TuneIn Radio. Let me put you in the game. Being taken advantage of isn't a game and it needs to stop. Aren't you tired of being ripped off by those other guys? Then... Head to Multiverse Video Games to get the value you deserve on your games and gaming products. The games cost money, and you shouldn't feel like you're just giving them away. So why continuously buy a membership for prices and deals that you should be getting anyway? Multiverse Games not only has fair pricing and great trading deals, Multiverse has a wide variety of games, not just all your popular next-gen titles, but also all your favorite old-school titles and systems. Starting as early as Atari and Nintendo, to as current as PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360, and yes, that does include PlayStations, GameCubes, and Xboxes in between. Even family-owned and operated for over 10 years, just off the intersection of 187th Avenue in the Nurses Registry Plaza. That's conveniently located at 830 Northwest 183rd Street, Miami Gardens, Florida, 33169. Believe it or not, just five minutes from Sunlight Stadium, 790 the ticket, and oh no, let's not forget Tootsie's Adult Entertainment Center. Multivest Games, where you save more so you can play more. Welcome back to the Mighty Sports Podcast. 
I am your host, Alan Thomas Taylor. Take that, take that, take that. All I do is take that. You are still listening to the Mighty Sports Podcast. Live on MixLR. And also later on on SoundCloud and TuneIn Radio. So, week one wraps up, right? And, as we said, it started off on Thursday night, NFL style. You know how it does. They they, they have a rematch of the last two champions, of, of the champions from last year. It's the only NFL center I got, you know say. And Carolina goes into, goes into Denver, and Denver holds their own with their rookie quarterback, surprisingly. Right? And they, 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 show, they kind of show a repeat of what happened. They, they got in Cam Newton's face. They frustrated him. They got to him early. Even though he, even though he did show he was a lot better in the, in the first half of this game than he was in the last game, or all of last game. Stayed in it for a while, but ultimately Denver came through. Minnesota and Tennessee was 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 a game of of that that reminded you, reminded us that Minnesota's defense is a lot more is a lot better than we may have given them credit for. Or maybe I given them credit for initially, and not for nothing. Maybe even thinking that my Jets defense was high, was as high ranked as I thought they were, you know, because as of this week, from what they showed, they basically look like a middle of the road kind of defense. But we'll get back into that a little bit later. Here, I thought they were a top five defense. I'm sorry. I know I keep saying I'm going to get past them, but they, they, were, they were a top five defense. <laughs> uh, Cleveland and Philly. Cleveland and Philly, I basically, you had a rookie quarterback go up against no quarterback, M- M- Mr. Argar. And this is so weird because basically, this RG3. Got traded from, not got got traded from, but um, Cleveland basically traded down, whatever, and they passed up on the quarterback that's playing for Philly. And this is supposed to be a Philly team that, remember, lost to Sean McCoy, lost Macklin, lost to Sean Jackson. So basically, there's a bunch of pieces that they no longer have. And they went into they 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 hosted Cleveland and this and they completely whooped butt. And RG3 in RG3 fashion scrambled and then took a hit and then got injured. RG3 strikes, you're out. I'm sorry, B. I don't see it. Like, pff, like you'll be looking to get a job. Like, honestly, like, as soon as, as soon as, and, and you know what's funny? I didn't even hear about it conventionally. I heard it from I heard it from from one of my from one of my veteran friends that are, that are are a Cleveland Browns fan, but that is a Cleveland Browns fan. I heard it from the Bartman. Like I had to hear this from the Bartman. So RG three goes out and and my first question is is Pryor gonna come back and slide into quarterback and start to play? But nope 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 nope. They have other plans. And, Cle- and you know what, and I guess that does make sense, because Cleveland is still one of those interesting factors that they look at that team and says, like, hey, once the guy that's suspended, I can't remember his name anymore because he hasn't played in so long, and he just he's just irrelevant until he can actually get on the field again. But until he gets on the field, Josh Newman, Josh Norman, I don't know. No, I believe that's not the guy. But when he gets on the field, that him and Terrell Pryor, 
maybe may put up maybe a, a ten that's going to be reckoned with. But if they are ten to be reckoned with, they still need somebody to get on the ball. So let's say they, let's hope they last there next year, and then they get that quarterback that's going to be the supposed to be the number one pick next year. Cause they gonna need it. And San Diego and Kansas, and after that, like, so yeah, Philly comes away with the, with the win over Cleveland. And let's get this. Let's get this right. I apologize, people. I do apologize. So here we go with the week one wrap ups. First game of the as I said, Denver Denver beats beats Carolina. Right, Minnesota get, um, gets the victory on the road over Tennessee. Houston holds off Chicago at home. Philly beats um Cleveland at home. A while at home. Oakland takes the win over Buffalo. Kansas City beats San Diego. The Oakland Raiders. The Oakland Raiders in a shootout. We'll come back to that one. Beat the New Orleans Saints. Tampa Bay Winstons over Atlanta. Cincinnati grounds the Jets. The Green Bay Packers. Beat the Jacksonville Jaguars. I'm not sure what I'm about to surprised about. Seattle beats Miami. 12 to 10. In Seattle. The New York Giants beat Dallas in Dallas. 20 to 19. As we said, I just told you earlier, Detroit Lions beat the Indianapolis Colts. The New England Patriots take steal one from the Arizona Cardinals 23 to 21. And on Monday night. Pittsburgh Steelers beat the Washington Redskins. Sorry, the Wa- beat Washington. And the L.A. Rams put up a stinker. Basically, they sit down as a San Francisco 49ers stand up. Takes a late Monday night victory. That proved to actually, and actually, that actually um, produced very something very weird, which is something I'm gonna try to keep a, keep a, keep track of throughout the season. Like like whole heavily heavily hadn't heavily handed throughout the season. I'm gonna try to keep track of this. But the road teams won nine out of the seven, nine out of the sixteen games. So basically, it was nine to seven road teams versus the home teams. So in this case, it, it proved to show that the home teams, that home court advantage, the home field advantage, really didn't matter that much. But in most cases, when we're looking at it, Minnesota is a better team than Tennessee. So Minnesota's defense basically just took over Tennessee, who's playing with a rookie quarterback or a second-year quarterback in Marcus Mariota, right? So their defense and their running game continued, even though they lost their their, their starting quarterback. But you have to understand, not having a quarterback is nothing new for Minnesota. They, they just got Teddy Bridgewater two years ago, or a year ago. So them not having a, a, a quarterback is, is nothing new. They just thought they thought they found their quarterback in Teddy Bridgewater last year. Before then, they have been recy- They have been cycling everybody in and out of there. Come on now, like I think Adrian Peterson has seen more quarterbacks than John Gruden. 
as we said, so and Houston basically eats one up, eats one over Chicago as their defense decided to hold up, and that, and that, and that game was a weird little shootout in, its, in itself, and a lot of big plays back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. As we already mentioned, um, Philly taking out Cleveland, as 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 we said, like I said, it was the it was the rookie quarterback Wentz, I believe, taking on RG three, as RG three just ah. RG3 just, just, just can't can't catch a break. Can't can't catch a break. Oakland takes uh, not Oakland. I said this again. Buffalo takes out Buffalo. T- I mean not Buffalo, but Baltimore takes out Buffalo. Which well, that's okay. All you only can describe the game is a missed opportunity. Missed opportunity. Missed opportunity. Missed opportunity. As I said, that was the number one theme of, I think of this week was missed was a ton of missed opportunities. Have you seen Kansas City take out San Diego? And this was an this was an unfortunate unfortunate game, as. Kansas City, Kansas City did show that their defense is elite, and I guess I, you should know this, or I maybe I should know this, or I should realize this a little bit more, because Kansas City has been a time that has struggled to score on offense, but yet has been in every single game that they that, that they played for the last two years. And the only way, and the only way to be in every single game for two years when you can't produce solid offense is to give so to have a great defense. So Kansas City gets that one gets gets the win over over San Diego. But what comes worse out of that is that San Diego's wide receiver, Keenan Allen, you're not Keenan Keenan Allen? Yeah, comes um goes out again with another injury. And I do apologize to myself because if I would have remembered that it was him that, that that has been the guy that's been injury prone for these all these years, I wouldn't have picked him up, honestly, because I don't believe in players that are injury prone. It's the reason why for the first year I didn't draft AJ Green. I picked Des Bryant over AJ Green. I I'm sorry, let me do this, do this right, you know. I normally pick AJ Green. AJ Green has been one of those guys I have picked every single solitary year for probably the last four or five years. And he was right there on my plate. On my plate. Fell to me like he always falls to me. Like a like a like like a perfectly round snowflake on your tongue. And what did I do? What did I do? I passed him up for the star. I passed him up for the lights. I passed him up for the glitz and glimmer. Because I thought of more than anything that this dude is going to have to, he's going to force himself to balls to Des Bryant. He said, I'm going to send to Des Bryant to get 25 looks a game because he's going to have no choice. Des Bryant had five. Wow. AJ Green had 14 receptions alone. Burning Revis every single way, left and right, leaving Tyre Marks on the island disrespectfully. <sighs> right. So then Oakland, Oakland takes a win off of New Orleans, and I'm gonna tell you what I what I noticed. This is absolute. This is this is a shootout. This was absolutely a shootout. But this was a shootout because there was no D that was being played. And it's not that there was no D that was being played by Oakland. There was no D that was being played by 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 the Saints because the Saints don't have defense. And Drew Brees is just that dude. This is why the reason why I told myself this year that if I didn't get Drew Brees as a quarterback, I was gonna get one of Drew Brees' top targets. Because Drew Brees is Drew Brees has been the only player over the last ten years to probably average as many yards. Like in the last ten years, he's averaged over fifty thousand yards, damn man. Damn near fifty thousand yards in the last ten years. Definitely over forty-five uh forty-five thousand yards. Putting up forty-five hundred yards, damn near every single season. 4,000, 5,000, 4,500, 5,000, 5,500. But you know what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying. Touchdown after touchdown after touchdown. And so far, this is not the year where he's slowing down. Which, listen, which I, I am. I was a little scared of him. I was like, uh, he's going to start slowing down. I don't know. I don't want the guy to slow down. 
but he ain't slowing down yet. And David called. David called with the pressure. As, as listen, as I told you, as they, as, as they were able to get to get the victory over New Orleans, they literally flipped to get this victory over New Orleans. And we've seen David Carr with a hell of a play as he's running for the first down. And as he's running, he's going he's going out of bounds, but he realizes that he needs a little bit more to get that first down. And what does he do? He does a, a straight front flip. Doesn't land on his feet, but does a tuck and roll ground mind. And, like, pff, it was a thing of beauty. Definitely a thing of beauty. And, oh, man. Like I said, that... If that was probably the one play that helped Oaken get over that win, that's probably what could be the one thing that I remember. And I hope that's the thing that his teammates remember as they continue to fight and battle for him. Tampa Bay and Atlanta. If James Winston, James, James, James Winston won that game. Four touchdowns. Finding his two big targets, Vincent Jackson and Mike Evans. And James Winston, I'm not going to lie, is somebody that was on my radar. And I was going to keep him on my radar for a couple, um, for a couple of weeks because I, really, I didn't expect him to really do anything. But I really didn't want to watch him. And what he does, he comes out in the first week and he slaps me in the face with four touchdowns, which means you can no longer be on the radar because now you're on everybody's radar. So I had to pick him up for my... And we're about to get ready to take our final break because you know how it goes here, right? You guys know how this works. The weekend is coming up. Right now it's Wednesday. But the weekend's coming up fast. Very fast. So if you're stuck trying to figure out what to do on a Friday, again, listen, stop worrying and stop thinking and head to Capone's Nightclub in downtown Fort Lauderdale. This is where you'll find DJ Scepter mixing in the lounge room. So you can start dancing or start drinking. Or listen, vice versa, if you're one of the people that need a, that need a couple of drinks so you can loosen up first, you start drinking so you can start dancing, but you make sure you do that with DJ Scepter. This is every single Friday from 10 p.m. to 4 a.m. Ladies, bring your sexy. Fellas, you bring your swag. It's going down at Capone's. But wait, there is more. If you're stuck trying to figure out on a Wednesday, I'm talking about tonight, folks. Tonight. Trying to figure out what to do with tonight or on a Wednesday night, you can find DJ Scepter at O'Malley's from 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. DJ Scepter, he's playing everywhere that you want to be. It doesn't matter. Birthdays, weddings, bar mitzvahs, keeps near this bachelor and bachelorette parties. DJ Scepter puts a royal touch on everything. For reservations, go to D. For reservations, go to bookings at djscepter.com. It's going down. Welcome back to the Mighty Sports Podcast. Again, I am your host, Tony T. Taylor. And if you are listening right now live, then you are listening on Mixer And if you are not listening live, then you're probably listening on SoundCloud or on TuneIn Radio. Either way, I thank you for listening. I thank you for staying tuned. All right, as we finish up this week one wrap-up, right? And we're going we to go through quick so we can make sure that we give enough time to get through week two and give you my predictions. Because, you know, I'm going to continue to do what I, what I did last year. I'm gonna give you my predictions for next week, but now that I'm, I'm giving you my, I'm giving you my predictions as if you were playing for a football sheet. Because this is what I used to do, and I used to dominate. I used to win at least three times a year, right? So I'm gonna give you those picks um, as if it's the fo- as, as if it is a football sheet. And just to let you know, I still haven't picked my Monday night game. That we are gonna do live here on the podcast on the fly. Everybody, everything else has been predetermined, but not that. No, 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 no. 
I know I shouldn't sing. I know I, know I shouldn't sing. I apologize. I can't help myself. I'm in a good mood. I'm happy. We're talking sports. I got music in my veins. I got Jamaican in my blood. I'm saying, Lord of mercy. <laughs> Where is it at? Where is it at? Where is it at? As we don't have any breaking... <laughs> As we, listen, listen, we don't have any breaking news today because, you know what? Unfortunately, I do apologize for you guys. I, I broke my promise to you. I, I really did. I, the, one, the one thing I promised I would do is have a game on in the background anytime I'm doing this podcast, and I broke that promise to you. I do not have anything on in the background, but I am slowly trying to pull something up as we do talk, so do mind me when I finally do get something up as we get through the rest of these games now. All right, so as we already, as we already said, Cincinnati went into, went into New York, and New York really blew that game. New York was at home. They had an opportunity. They missed a couple of field goals in the beginning, and can I, and can I tell you more than anything that... Like, even though it, it affected my, my Jets negatively, I am 100% happy for. I am happy about this new, about this new, the new placement of the extra point for the, for the, for the NFL. Because what it really does, it, it, it really does add that whole dimension to it where you're looking at it and you're like, this, these aren't guaranteed anymore. And teams could miss extra points now. Instead of it being a chip shot or a gimme or basically a guaranteed and a laughing matter, guys are actually missing. And that's what happened to the Jets. Not only did they miss a field goal, but they also missed an extra point. And both of those things combined caused and also another another miss at the end of the game. And now what we're talking about, what we're talking about now is the fact that that's what caused the Jets to lose by one point. You make your extra points, you make your field goals in the game, and you close out games. You don't throw interceptions in the end, but listen, this is what happens. I don't want to spend too much longer down there, because if I do, I'm, my aneurysm is going to pop, and we don't need aneurysms popping while I'm on the air. Like, the last thing you need to hear is somebody falling over on the air. It doesn't make for good business at all. So Green Bay takes care of Jacksonville, and Jacksonville looked okay. Jacksonville showed, Jacksonville showed the same flashes that they have been showing for the last year. That they're on their way. Have they made it? Have they learned how to win yet? I don't know. Like I, like I thought that was good for Oakland to come up with that victory because because it's a it's a learning how to win process. You know, step in the right direction of the learning how to win process, which Jackson, which one makes me think that Oakland is ahead of Jacksonville because they kind of know how to win a little bit more. Jacksonville doesn't quite have that yet. Listen, Seattle, Seattle beat Miami. That's just another missed opportunity by another AFC East team. We already, we already discussed that. That was an ugly game, but Russell Wilson did what Russell Wilson does, and he came and he found a way to come up with a victory, even though he was injured. So let's see. So that's something that we're gonna have to keep an eye on for the rest of this, uh, for the rest of this week, to make sure that he continues to start. Because if not, then Mia, you know what you do? You go and you put Jameis Winston in your lineup. We'll talk about that a little bit later. We already we already discussed how how the New York Giants beat Dallas because because that because Ter- because Terrence Williams couldn't get out of bounds in time, and we already spoke how Detroit beat Indiana because you know what. They couldn't get out of time either, but they were able to get the kickoff in time. New England, New England stole one. Not only from Arizona, but they stole one from the hearts of Dolphins fans that thought there was a glimmer of hope of them taking a division. Of taking a division. They stole the hearts of Bills fans that thought there was a glimmer of hope of them taking a division. But the one that hurts the most is that they stole the hearts of Jets fans that thought there was going to be hope of taking a division. Because you did a, it was a double whammy. New England pulled off a game that they shouldn't have pulled off, and every single else, everybody else in the AFC East blew a game they could have won. At worst, you understand, we sh- we we should all be tied with one victory right now. At worst, 
when instead the Tom Brady's New England Patriots are sitting at the top of the division once again. Now Pittsburgh now. Woo! Pittsburgh. 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 And basically, remember I was telling you that when you have when we was when we was ranking the when we was doing the ranking for the fantasy football for the for the we was doing we was doing that for the fantasy football. We we pointed out that the Pittsburgh Steelers had a top ten wide receiver. Well, had a number one wide receiver, had a top three running back, and had a top ten quarterback, if not a top five quarterback. So they were very they were poised to go far. And what I'm telling you, they played in that Monday night game, and I wish I had this Alicia Keys songs because. All I saw was fireworks, everywhere is fireworks, all I see are fireworks. We done? <laughs> well, that's how much that boy Antonio Brown lit up the field. That boy is special. Have you seen his commercial? This 126 receptions for the day. <laughs> Trying to break the record. <laughs> Is this the... So, if you, so to pick the picture for you, because you haven't seen it. This wide receiver, Antonio Brown. He's a receiver. One of the best receivers in the league. And they have a commercial with him, with as we have about five minutes left in the podcast. Right? So, he has, he, he's one of the best receivers in the league. And he has, he has the ESPN commercial where he's sitting at the receptionist desk. And he's talking to one of the anchormen. He was like, well, I had a, you know, he had a really good game. He had a really good day yesterday. He almost broke the record. He's like, what record? I had 126 receptions. He goes, you, you, he says, you realize these are just phone calls. He goes, wait, is this the phone call desk or the receptionist desk? Like the receptionist desk. And he takes another phone call with a big old smile on his face. <laughs> I thought that was clever. I thought that was hilarious. Right? But that's what happened. Like him and, him and Bun Roethlisberger lit up that field. And they took one, and they took one from Washington, badly from Washington. And then we get to the Monday night game, right? As the LA Rams, literally, it, it may have been Callan Kaepernick kneeling for the San Francisco 49ers, but it was the LA Rams that laid down that game. Because San Francisco, as a team, they stood up, and they ran right completely, and they ran over the LA Rams, and 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 it was it was bad all over the place. Couldn't get the receiver the ball. Top girl, he couldn't run. Like it was just bad. They put up a donut, a complete freaking donut. And now we move on. We move on to what is now going to be week two. And we start off week two of the NFL with a Thursday night game between the New York Jets and the Buffalo Bills. And if you're a New York Jets fan, like, I- I'm sorry, like, Rex has had your number. And, I mean, you- if you're going to this game tomorrow, you're thinking... Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. Not again. Like, because this is a double win. Like, the like the Bills must win, and so must the Jets. And we're going up to Buffalo to face our old coach, 
that knows a lot of our tendencies, that, that, that knows how to get his team, his team up and motivated for us for some odd reason. This is the Buffalo, the same Buffalo team that prevented us from making it to the playoffs last year, just to, just to mind you. You understand? This is the same, this is the same Buffalo team that has our old coach from two years ago. This is the same, this is the same Buffalo team that for some odd reason has a coach that knows how to beat Matt, not Matt Ryan, but Ryan Fitzpatrick like he was a disobedient child. That's about beating him like he was Adrian Peterson's kid. So this game doesn't kind of make me nervous, but like I said, we don't have a lot of time, so we are going to get through the rest of these picks real quick for you. So, let's start the game off. Alright, we have, well, I have. The New York Jets beating the Buffalo Bills, obviously. And, and that's the homer pick of me, because... Because from what I've seen from both teams, like, I honestly would generally probably go with the home team here, but I have to go with the Jets. And I do think they do have the better team. They do have the more reliable offense, the more reliable overall structure for right now. Because Buffalo is one of those teams that they may be up for a good portion of this game, and then they'll just start penalizing themselves to that because Rex Ryan's team's having to be a little undisciplined. So I have the now I have the New York. The next up we have the we have the New York, the New Orleans Saints taking on New York Giants. I have the Giants winning that game. It was proven was going to probably prove to be another shootout with the New Orleans Saints because guess what's going to happen? If the Giants go up, the only way for the Saints to win is, is for them to shoot it out. And you have no better person than to, you know what I mean? when it comes to shooting it out right now that I believe than Drew Brees. Drew Brees is a shootout master. So I'm so at this game. If you want to hear something, if you want to hear something bolder, a hot take, I, I'm expecting ten touchdowns. Total in that game between New Orleans and, and, and the Giants. I'm gonna write that down right now. I, I hadn't said, I hadn't thought about that before. Ten touchdowns. I see Detroit keeping on their winning streak, and they gotta find another way. And as they take on Tennessee, and they gotta find another way to roll past Tennessee. My right, next up is gonna be Dallas versus Washington, and hopefully this is the game that that um that Des Bryant finally finally decides to come out because if Washington does with Dallas. And Des Bryant, with what they did with Pittsburgh and Antonio Brown, by not putting Josh Newman, your best cornerback, on the best wide receiver, then guess what? Des Bryant is going to go to the opposite side of the field. And if you don't bracket him as well, you know, like, 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 like what um, Indianapolis, not Indianapolis, like what the Giants did, then this is going to go off. So, so I, I expect Dallas to, to, to beat Washington. I also believe they are, the, they are the more solid team. Kansas City over Houston. Even though Houston should be at home. Even though Houston's at home and, and Houston may be able to take this one. But like, I, I have Kansas City over Houston. I, I, I am like, I'm going to pick Kansas City over, over, over what is J.J. Watt for right now. I have New England beating Miami. Even though I, I would really love for Miami to win that game. Even though you, you won't hear me say, say this to a lot of people. Listen, honestly, I hope this game ends in a draw, to be honest with you. I hope this game is 100% a draw, but but honestly, I have I see New England beat Miami. If New England found a way to to plan for Arizona and beat them, they're gonna find a way to beat Miami. I have Baltimore beating Cleveland, and I just don't see Cleveland having anything worthy of, of being of being a contender with. I have Carolina beating San Francisco, Pittsburgh beating Cincinnati, Arizona taking over team um beating Tampa Bay, the Seattle Seahawks beating the L.A. Rams, right? 
Oakland Raiders beating Atlanta. I have Jacksonville Jaguars beating the San Diego Superchargers. Beating, yeah, beating Jacksonville Jaguars beating the San Diego Superchargers. The Denver Broncos beating the Indianapolis Colts. The Green Bay Packers over the Minnesota Vikings, which I'm, I'm, I'm really hoping, really going to struggle to see, hope to see which defense comes out on that one. And last but not least, is the pick that I have not made yet. It's gonna last, the Monday night game is going to be between Chicago and Philly. And you know what? I'm going to go with Chicago on that one. I just think they have a little bit too much weapons and, and, and a little bit too many, too much experience. So I'm going to expect them to take that game probably 31 to 18. Thank you guys for listening. This has been the Mighty Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Talent T. Taylor. You can find me on SoundCloud, Mixer Law, Facebook, and Twitter.